Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Clint. And man, am I feeling blessed today because I frustrated Clint yesterday and he had to pray for me that God would bless me in all the ways he wanted to be blessed. Oops, forgot to do that. Well, (laughs) I'm feeling blessed, so... (laughs) Well, God often blesses us uh, in spite of our failings. So. <laughs> Amen. So last week, we took a line from the St. Francis prayer, and this week we're doing the same thing. In fact, we're going one line right below from where we were. And basically, we're asking that God would grant us the ability to seek to love rather than to be loved. Yeah, and so the, this idea comes from uh, Matthew chapter 5, primarily in the Gospel of Matthew. So uh, verse 11 says, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. And then later on in that same chapter, when Jesus is teaching about loving your enemy specifically, he says, uh, you, have heard it said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And then a few verses later in verse 46 says, For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. Wow. And so, you know, my initial uh, reaction to this was, this is not our normal response to our enemies. And what is? Yeah, my normal response to my enemies is, I have the type of personality that I won't, I won't tell you directly if I'm mad at you, I will just be super passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. Passive aggression is oh, man. my number one. Number one for enemies. me. Yeah. Like, you want, you'll be able to pick up on it. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure you can, but Absolutely. I'll never directly say it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote that down because that's definitely mine. Um, skipping down the list, I wrote down probably um, the the second most are in a close race with passive aggression is like slander and gossip. Mm. It's a lot easier for me to run to someone else and talk negatively about those enemies that I have. Um, You know, preferably I run to someone who is also um, against that person or has been a victim of that person in the past. Uh, And it's really easy then to talk negatively and also stretch which is where slander comes in, uh, saying something negative about them that isn't 100% true. Yeah, you go beyond. Exaggerating the negative. Right. Um, you, you go beyond what they did, and you start speculating on what they might yeah. have been doing. Or the behind. motives behind it. Yeah. yeah Which sure. you have no access to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I asked this question on my Facebook page about what comes to mind when you think of uh, love your enemies. Mm. And uh, some people gave some pretty honest answers. And uh, one person wrote, uh, uh, bless your heart. You know? <laughs> and that's passive aggression, right? Like right. you don't really want them, their heart to be blessed. Yeah, it's yeah. just something you say to to kind of smooth over right. anything. And then another one says, uh, it, another person said something like, I love them by imagining my fist hitting their face or something <laughs> like that. So that. So I wrote down like actual aggression uh-huh. is is also a symptom of this too. So, Yeah, and one of the things that gets in the way for me for loving my enemies is my own ego. Mm-hmm. Thinking I deserve better. I deserve 
um, better than I'm being treated, better situation. You know, I've been doing all these things that are right. How come this is happening to me? Yeah. And something we've talked in the past is it doesn't even actually have to be an actual injustice towards right. me. It could be just simply something I'm making up, something that's from my own perception. Yeah. That if I had, if I would just talk to the person that... I wouldn't be able to be bitter. I wouldn't be able to have those feelings I have about them. Yeah, and it's oftentimes harder work to talk to that person and find out their real motives. Um, it's harder to pray for that person. Mm. Um, it's it's easier just to do what you said. So, like, bitterness and resentment are easier responses. So we often don't want to do the hard work of loving our enemies. Yeah. Uh, and that that is one of the ways, I think, as Christians anyway, that having enemies can be a blessing. Mm. And and we were reading an article before in preparation for this by Chad Bird, and we can link that in the in the show notes mm-hmm. about how uh, he called the title of the article was Enemies with Benefits, which I thought was <laughs> brilliant, a brilliant title. Uh, but he talks about enemies being a blessing because they do. They reveal our narcissism, mm. right? And so um, they make us the fact that we have enemies makes us feel self-important because if, oh, if we have an enemy, that must mean we're doing something great or it kind of causes us to think that way. Excuse me. And then, um, and what I liked most about that article was the, I think the main point was that having enemies allows us to better imitate God. Yeah. It, It allows us to preach the good news mm-hmm. to ourselves, yeah, you know, and, and reminds us that we need to do that. Well, um, and the fact that God came to us mm-hmm. as people who didn't really want anything to do with him. Yeah. And so he loved us before we loved him. Yeah. One of the most powerful images uh, in the Bible is as Jesus is being crucified, mm. um, we, you've read up until this point all the things that his enemies, his real enemies have done to him. And his words from this cross are, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Um, and that is a sort of the lesson we can take away from this. It's really, we've, we've discussed it, it's really hard to love your enemies. But as Christians, it's not something we can we cannot do. You yeah. can't choose not to do it. Um, and so um, in, in closing, like what do we, what can we talk, what are some practical ways that we can love our enemies? Yeah, I think for me, when we talk about loving our enemies, we're going into it with the mindset that this is not a transaction. Right. I am simply loving because this other person is worth loving. Mm. Yeah. I have to retrain how I think, and I have to retrain my expectations. Um, like So for my wife, for example, for coworkers, when I do something... I want to do it simply because that person is worth having a good thing done to them. Mm. And I can I can leave that situation not desiring something returned. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Not doing something in order to gain something from that person. So it's not is it's not really loving your enemy to love them just so they won't be your enemy. Right. It's like even if they even if they're never anything other yeah. And someone who opposes you, mm-hmm. um, then love them anyway. Yeah, and that's really where that line from the prayer is coming from. 
God, grant that we may uh, love rather than to be loved. Right. Just like that, the line right above it, God, grant that we seek to understand rather than to be understood. It's right. going into a situation hoping to bless these people with God's love, even if you get nothing back in return. And that's really a powerful um, sentiment in our world today with everything going on in our world with the race, the race uh, tensions, the, the heightened tensions around the presidential election, mm -hmm. um, knowing that you can wake up that Wednesday after the election and actively choose to love the people that uh, whether your side wins or not mm -hmm. to love the other person. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's often not something I have to initiate. Right. Often it, often the hardest place to practice this is by simply not retaliating. Mm. Usually, usually my enemies come to me. Mm -hmm. Usually I don't have to go to my enemies. Usually they come to me and they offer a harsh word or or criticism towards me. And the be so we're talking about practical tips. Yeah. One of the things I've had to to do in order to retrain myself is to simply not say anything in yeah. return. Um, sometimes that's awkward. Yeah. Uh, but it, I have, until I've been able to retrain on, uh, simply loving someone else and not wanting to receive anything in return, the best thing I have ever done is to, in, in starting to do that is simply not saying anything. Yeah. It's being able to, to receive criticism or disagreement and not feeling that urge that you talked about in a previous episode to uh, this moral obligation to yeah, to explain further. Yeah. Like if someone comes to us and says, you know, I can't believe you believe that, or yeah. I can't believe you said this, uh, being able to just accept the fact that that person's not okay with it and say, you know, obviously we said something wrong. We want to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. But if it's just our, an opinion or a position, you know, we say, uh, I'm sorry you feel that way, which not in a patronizing way. Right. Like I understand what your, yeah. your your opposition to that. And usually what this looks like for me is uh, being okay with having someone else think I'm wrong. Yeah. And that's what you, like, that's when I have to shut up. That's <laughs> when I have to keep my yeah. mouth yeah. quiet is being okay that this person thinks I'm an idiot. Yeah. This person thinks I'm really wrong. And that's where my, e that's where I have to get rid of my ego. If I want to love someone without anything in return, I have to be willing for them to look at me and and for them to think that I'm wrong. Yeah, to, and I can only do that to if almost I'm, like pity us. Yeah, like, you know, like, and and what a 180 God has done in both of our hearts regarding that, because uh, certainly in the past it hasn't been that way. We would we would spend hours literally, <laughs> like, oh, the time wasted. Out yeah, our positions and fleshing out our opinions on things and our stance on things. Um, to no avail, like not convincing anyone really of of them, uh, and and just being tired and wrung out at the end. Yeah. Uh, instead of just being, you know what, you know, I might be wrong about this, and I'm fine. Yeah. With that, um, I'm learning too. Being willing to accept that yeah. maybe they're right. Yeah. Maybe I am wrong. Um. Because as 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 long as I can accept the possibility of me being wrong, 
I can be willing to change. If I can never accept the possibility of being wrong, I'll never change. Right. And you'll run off a lot of people. You'll make more enemies uh, in yeah. the long run than you have now. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, that's what we want to do today. We want to close our mouths in those moments and, and pray for people and let God do the work instead of us mm-hmm. and us be content to love others and not be loved in return. And until next time, may the Lord make us a channel for his peace.